One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello the world, every single last one of you. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And it's the night before the election, so we're just going to talk about murder, because nobody else can think about anything other than murder at a time like this. Am I right? (laughs) That's That's how it is for me, for sure. Murdering of our sanities, murdering of our securities, potentially murdering of systems that don't serve us who knows we don't even know i know this will come out the day after the election i know so So. hopefully you've murdered systems that don't serve you and not your own selves that's right like either way just take a deep breath yeah yeah it's gonna be we got this guys yeah got it i'm feeling pretty good about it yeah in general even if we don't got this we got this we have got this but we're not here to get existential. We're here to talk about murder. Yep. It's murder time. Take it away. I'm going to talk to you about the murder of Bridget Scheel. Great. Just before 7 a.m. on May 31st, 2016, police received a 911 call from a passerby saying they found the body of a woman at the Oakland City Park in southwest Atlanta. Mm. When authorities arrived, they found a grisly scene. The woman was in a grassy area near the basketball court. She was naked and bloody. Her body was riddled with gunshot wounds. Police scoured the scene for evidence and anything that might identify the victim, but didn't come up with any items belonging to her. Oof. Using the distinctive tattoos on the woman's body, one of which read, quote, Despite all odds, I'm still here. They were able to identify her as 19-year-old Bridget Scheel. Oh, no, 19. 19. <laughs> Bridget had been shot a total of seven times to the back of her torso, thighs, and lower legs. It looked like she had been running from her killer when she was shot. Once she was on the ground, the person responsible for her death walked up to her and shot her multiple times at close range. Oh, God. To add to the brutality of the crime, the type of bullets used to end her life were called, quote, radically invasive projectiles and are designed to fragment on impact. Oh, God. These bullets are only used for one reason, and that is to kill. Ugh. The fact that somebody designed something like that, you know what I mean? Yes. At some point, somebody was like, I'm going to design something. I mean, guns in general, but a bullet that just destroys people. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, no, I was reading up on these bullets, and don't do it. It's just... It's really I hope you can really sleep awful. at night, radical destruction bullet man. Mm-hmm. Yep, they call them rip bullets. Uh, they were also able to collect DNA from her body. Bridget was born on April 30th, 1997. She was primarily raised by her grandparents, Jim and Beverly Toole, in Washington, D.C., She was a known animal lover and would collect stray animals in the neighborhood that needed help. She grew up studying ballet and playing soccer. Mm. According to an article in True Crime Daily, quote, She was a live wire, full of energy, full of life, so much fun to be around, said Beverly, and she was very dramatic. But even at a young age, Bridget had her demons, a dad she never knew and a mom she rarely saw. Mm-hmm. Her mother struggled with drug abuse, and Bridget was taken out of her care at a young age for allegations of child abuse and Ugh. neglect. Ugh. Quote, she got sadder as she got older, said Beverly. She did have low self-esteem, and she was teased unmercifully because of her size. Her first year of high school was honor roll, and then she started skipping school. She was making such bad life choices, hanging out with the wrong people. She was making her life dangerous, and it scared us. Mm. So when Bridget decided that she wanted to live with her mom more than 600 miles away in Atlanta, her grandmother agreed. Mm-hmm. Quote, I thought it would give her a new chance, Beverly said. In Atlanta, Bridget began to figure out who she was and what she wanted. She pursued a modeling and acting career and even got cast in a music video for Chris Waddell's song, Bigia. And I sent Courtney the music video to watch. Yes. Did you watch it? Shit, yeah. And you were able to spot her, right? Yes, she's the gorgeous one. She's gorgeous the, like perfect in every way and sparkly yeah yeah great big eyeballs and perfect skin perfect skin perfect mm-hmm. hair cool vibe it all i could think when i was watching it is that it's just incredible that something that alive could die yes right you now yep yeah she was finding her own way and started dating an older man named kevin kenny unfortunately kevin didn't have a good reputation and bridget's friends and family were not impressed with him Despite this, Bridget moved in with Kevin and Kevin's ex-girlfriend and mother to his child, Brittany Alcola. He had spent time in and out of jail, and there were rumors that he was in a gang, but the worst part was his temper. The relationship quickly turned violent. A few months before her murder, Bridget even called 911 for help after Kevin allegedly hit her in the face. During the call, she told the dispatcher, quote, I don't want you guys to go to the house because he said if I call the police, he'll kill me. Oh, no. She wanted a restraining order, but eventually dropped the charges. Ugh, no, every time. After meeting Kevin, Bridget began to post her services on Backpage under assumed names. Her ads read, quote, I make every encounter special, and I aim to please in the most desirable ways. Bridget's grandmother, Beverly, strongly believed that Kevin was the one that talked her into working as an escort. It was hard for her to imagine her granddaughter going into sex work on her own, but Kevin disagreed, saying that he didn't like her going out with other men, but understood that she wanted to make money as quickly as possible. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. It was impossible for Bridget to live peacefully with her boyfriend and his ex. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's a very complicated situation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This will be great. Everyone's going to get along. It's a very Mm -hmm. modern family. He's Mm going to pimp you out. Mm-hmm. He's going to beat you a little bit. He's much older than you. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. It's going to be great. The two women started to fight often. The police were even called again to break up a fight between them. They both ended up spending the night in jail as a result. Just a few weeks before her death, Bridget told one of her friends that she was pregnant and she was terrified to tell Kevin. She wasn't sure what he would do. Oh, man. 
As police investigated Bridget's murder, they were able to piece together her last movements. Bridget's Snapchat from the night she died showed her dancing and having fun with friends. At 10.30 p.m., she posted a picture of her feet walking in the grass. The caption read, quote, too pretty to walk in the grass. She talked to a friend at 11.30 p.m. and told them she planned to meet up but needed to make a stop first. Soon after, witnesses saw her in the passenger seat of her car with two men at the Shell gas station. They said that she looked unhappy and extremely nervous. Police were able to get surveillance video of Bridget's 2009 red Ford Fusion pulling into the gas station, but no one got out of the car. Instead, the people in the car asked someone hanging outside of the gas station to go in and buy a few things for them. One of those items appeared to be a bottle of Sprite. <laughs> At 1.30 a.m., someone living near the park where Bridget was found called 911 to report hearing multiple gunshots. <sighs> Police arrived at the park but did not see anything suspicious. Early reports said that detectives weren't sure if Bridget had been shot at the park or somewhere else and then later dumped there. Hmm. And, I mean, it would seem very coincidental to hear the gunshots and then to later find a woman's body, but that just, that that kept coming up in the reports that I read Uh, was that maybe she wasn't shot there, but right, don't know. The day after her murder, authorities found Bridget's car in Stone Mountain behind a shopping mall about 25 miles away from the park and only two miles from the gas station where she was last seen. Mm-hmm. Near the car, they found a dress, believed to be the one that Bridget was wearing that night, and a Sprite bottle. Police interviewed people associated with Bridget, including her boyfriend, Kevin. He denied being involved in her murder, and despite being brought in for questioning more than once, police had no evidence to tie him to the crime. Kevin claimed that the month before Bridget was killed, he broke up with her and kicked her out of his house. He said that he decided to get back together with the mother of his baby. When asked about Bridget's pregnancy, he said that he wasn't sure if she'd been pregnant or not. The autopsy found that she wasn't pregnant at the time she died. Hmm. As the months passed, police worried Bridget's case would go cold. They offered a $10,000 reward, hoping someone would come forward with information that would lead to an arrest. The big break they were hoping for came in January of 2017, when they got the DNA profile back from Bridget's body and the spray bottle. The two DNA profiles matched each other. They now had to figure out who the DNA belonged to. Yeah, who? Who is it? The girlfriend. <laughs> they would have to wait a while longer, but two years to the day after Bridget's death, 28-year-old Christopher Spencer was charged with her murder after his DNA matched the DNA found at Bridget's crime scene. Was Christopher Spencer the boyfriend? No, that was Kevin Kenny. Okay, I thought so. But then yeah. I second-guessed myself because right. people start with cuh sounds, and <laughs> right. I'm not firing on all c- cylinders these days. Totally. No. Who is Chris? Who is Chris? Spencer, a known gang member in the Roland Twenties Crips, was already serving a life sentence in prison for murder. Well, that's convenient. Right. It turns out that Bridget's death was the first in a killing spree that no. would end up with four more dead, including two children. What? I know. He killing spreed her? Mm-hmm. What? Spreed her. No. Five months after Bridget's death, on October 22nd, 2016, a group of gang members stormed a house on Libby Lane in Clayton County. They were looking for a 15-year-old boy who'd been staying at the house and had stolen guns from the gang. Devin Coates was 15, but he wasn't the 15-year-old the men were looking for. He was a 10th grader who'd done nothing wrong and lay asleep in his bed. His 11-year-old sister, Tatiana Coates, 
who was a sixth grader, was also asleep. Despite having the wrong person, they shot and killed the siblings. There were other children in the home as well at the time of the shooting, ranging in age from 6 to 13. They managed to flee and call police for help. Ugh. No. Spencer was one of 10 men charged, including a fifth grade teacher. Excuse me? Yeah. So this this gang of 10 goes into a home full of children. What? Shoots two of them. And one of these guys is a fucking teacher. First of all, why does it take six men to ten. wrangle a, a ten, ten, ten men? Ten men. Why does it take ten men to take down a 15-year-old that stole your guns? It doesn't fucking take anybody. Like, right. I, yeah, right? Just get I more know. guns or don't have any guns and maybe start a garden. A community mm-hmm. garden. Right. Takes 10 men to start a community garden. For yeah. sure. It's a lot of digging. It's a back-breaking <laughs> work. You're going to be so tired no. at the end of building your community garden that you're never going to want to take nine of your buddies and storm houses and kill children ever yeah. again. No, what the machismo fuck? that goes into that is just disgusting. Oh, it's... my God. Yeah. And these, these, all these men were in a gang together. Right. Wow. Teacher yep. gang. Yeah, total teacher gang. What What is that movie from the 80s with the teacher, the principal of the school of bad kids, and he, like, does, he takes measures into his own hands and, like, roughs everybody up? Um, oh, my God. Do you have any idea with, what like, Jodie Foster? Nope. It's not, like, Dangerous Minds. It's really controversial take on principaling in inner city. I don't know. Fuck, I'll Patch figure it out. Adams. Yes, it's Patch Adams. <laughs> I Patch Adams, I thought was about a clown doctor, but it's actually about a beat up, <laughs> aggressive, physically aggressive principal. I don't yes, know. I'm glad you I'm glad you cleared that. <laughs> I'll, don't worry, I'll just look it up while you do. I have no idea how I'm going to figure this out, but anyway, that's what I'm imagining. That yeah, it's just a teacher gang, right? Gone rogue. I hate that story. No, it's fucking disgusting. There's no excuse. What is happening? There's no, it just, it doesn't make any sense at all. No, that's awful. I've never heard, I've never heard of anything like that. Maybe that's how it works, but I've never heard of 10 men going after one 15 year old boy Mm -hmm. for some guns. Anyway. Two days later on October 24th, Spencer and another man, Vernon Beeman, abducted 57 year old Sylvia Watson at gunpoint as she was getting out of her car at her apartment complex after coming home from a doctor's appointment. Why? This was like at 11 in the morning. <sighs> so they go after babies and older people. Older women. Yes. What is right. happening? The two men forced her back into her car and then took her to an ATM to get money. Bank surveillance footage shows Sylvia terrified as she takes money out of the machine. After they got the money, the two men took Sylvia back to her apartment where she lived with her 54-year-old boyfriend, Samuel White. Samuel was home at the time, and the couple was forced to lie on the floor face down. Spencer and Beeman then tied the victim's hands and feet with ropes and cords and bound the two together before fatally shooting each one in the back of the head. Oh, no. They then ransacked the apartment for nearly an hour, leaving with a TV and other small items. It's believed they committed these crimes to get enough money to flee after being involved with the murder of Devin and Tatiana. These guys, this guy's the worst. Worst. 
Spencer and Beeman were quickly arrested and convicted of these crimes, and Spencer's DNA was entered into a state-mandated database, which connected him to Bridget's murder. Man. Yeah, and I was reading about the, the murder of Sylvia and Samuel, Yeah, and it was one of those cases where they just left their evidence everywhere. Why? The apartment complex was videotaped. The bank footage, Ugh. fingerprints all over the car. A cup that he was drinking was back there. A receipt that led them to the ATM where she was brought. Like, I know. Well, and it's the sad thing is he. Why? Why would you murder her? Just take her money, get on the road, get the fuck out of town. Especially because it doesn't matter if she IDs you. Because guess what? Every single building that you passed can identify you. Right. But instead, but also, you take her home and murder her with her partner. Right, right. And before that, you go into a home full of children and you shoot them. Like, it's just... For no reason. Mm-mm. There's never... I mean, just... God. Yeah. Fucking monsters. Fucking monsters. The movie that I was trying to think of was called The Principal. Oh, so. yeah. Jeez. Could have guessed that one. <laughs> People are like screaming at us. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Spencer denied knowing Bridget and denied being involved in her murder. Authorities aren't sure what the motive was for the crime. It doesn't appear that Spencer and Bridget were connected before the killing. Spencer is still awaiting trial for Bridget's murder. He's currently serving two consecutive life sentences for the murders of Sylvia and Samuel. Good, good, good. I could not find anything about Christopher Spencer. <laughs> I'm so... I, I'm mystified. Right. This guy doesn't make any sense. No. Well, and it also doesn't make sense that they didn't... Nobody reported on him, you know? He, he went through a whole murder trial wow. of these other victims. He's on... He's been... He's charged with the murders of these kids. Then he gets connected to Bridget's murder, and there just isn't anything... That is so weird. I think probably because it's so easy just to write it off as gang violence or something. Right. That's what I think. But that's bullshit. It is bullshit. And also, gang violence is complicated and nuanced. And these are human beings living in a very complicated place. And we should be talking way more about them. Right. You know? Right. Meanwhile, you know, a white woman gets shot by her husband. And that's all anybody wants to talk about. But... Mm -hmm. What is going on with this guy? And the whole thing, like if we just replaced the race of all of these victims and perpetrators, it would be all over, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And I just couldn't, I couldn't find anything about him. I would love to be able to tell you more about like why and who and, but I couldn't find anything. It is truly bizarre. Yep. Yeah. The only thing that makes sense is my bad teacher theory. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, what is his motive for any of it? Why would he, why? Oh man! Yeah, did you hear about that awful, awful, awful case? It happened in Indiana. A pregnant mom and her little toddler were home, and the dad left to go to the gym. And by the time he came home, she was murdered. No, and it was two guys that were in a gang, and it was like their initiation. Oh, shit. they went in and raped her and murdered her. No. Yeah, it's really awful. It happened, I was living here then, so within the last six or seven years, but... Oy, oy, oy. Really awful. And that's sort of what this, just like, bursts of really intense, awful violence. Right. But clearly, I mean, if there's ten of them, 
that kid must have been associated with somebody that was they were trying to punish, right? Right. So it wasn't about the guns. Yeah, it was about these 10 people going in and terrorizing somebody's family member and getting them where it hurts. So that's Mm -hmm. fucking terrible. And it also explained why they killed the kids that weren't the kid who had taken the guns. But then Sylvia, that doesn't make any sense, why he would then take her home and kill them both. That's terrible. Other than the fact that he just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, the the trial for Bridget hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it might be one of those cases where they decide not to take it to trial because he's already in prison for life. But right. it sounds like his, her family really wants him to be charged, uh-huh. clearly. Uh-huh. Um, but I couldn't, there isn't any information on the second person in the car. So I don't know. If they, they know who that is, was it Kevin Kenny? I mean, this is so total speculation, but was it Beeman, right. the other guy, like some other random dude? Did they meet her on Backspace? Did, right. Like how there wasn't any connection that they could find between the two. They don't think they, that they knew each other beforehand. Right. Or that they had similar like acquaintances. Yeah. So what could possibly be the motive? I assume they found, like they got her somehow, whether they abducted right. her or they met her on backspace. Right. They took what they wanted from her. She was trying to get away and they shot her. Yep. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. So Bridget's mother, Angela, hopes Spencer will go to trial and will get the death penalty. Quote, when it first happened, I initially wanted the person to rot in jail. She said, quote, when I found out he killed so many, I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. If there was ever someone so deserving of it, it's him. Yeah, I would, if I believed in the death penalty, I would totally agree with that. Yep. Angela remembers Bridget as an extremely bright and determined child. Quote, she was almost two years old and wanted to go into my grandma's swimming pool, Angela said. My grandma told her no and that she had to be potty trained first. By that night, Bridget was potty trained. That's how determined she was. Wow. Yeah. Angela wishes more than anything that she'd been on better terms with Bridget when she was killed. They weren't speaking in the weeks leading up to her murder. Mm-hmm. Angela says, quote, I regret that the most, that my last words were never, I love you. I, no. Nope. 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 No. Um, and I'll be sure to update as more information mm-hmm. comes. I couldn't not cover this, but I was hoping to be able to round it out more. I mean, it's, yeah. It's a little shorty today, and but really important. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. How do we not know about this guy? <sighs> Yeah, he's a full-blown spree killer. Yeah. And what the hell? Killing children, older people, women. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm glad you covered it. I hate it, but I'm glad you covered it. But I also want to know why. Not that there's ever a good reason, but I just need to know. Poor thing. Like I said, Mm -hmm. it's just so strange when you watch her in the music video. And she's so young and she's so alive and beautiful and glowing and just... I don't know why that her image of all of the images of all of the murder cases that I've ever heard or covered, like she just felt so alive. And it was Mm -hmm. just conceptualizing her no longer being here really got me. Right. You know, and I just think about people's circumstances too, and how it's such a roll of the dice. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. about this all the time, but if you, if she had been born into a different scenario, you know, like if the, if the universe is split in two and there's 
this version of your life and this version of your life, you know, mm-hmm. like, what is she doing on the other side? Right. Oh, God. Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, the world. I'm sorry that she's not here. That's a fucking bummer. Yep. So you should definitely still be here. Yeah. They should and all be here. All of those poor, poor victims, absolutely. man. And whatever it is that caused Chris to be that awful should not be here. And I'm nope. sure it's a lot of things. I'm sure there's a lot of things that came together to make him do unspeakably awful things. But those things should not be here. And we should exchange them with bright, sparkling, beautiful young women. Yep. And men. Yep. And thems. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying really hard if you can't tell them. Be get inclusive. better. About... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We all belong here and we all need a better shot at things. And that starts by not misgendering each other, I guess. That's the, that's the answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, anyway, anyway, good job, man. Thanks. I'm glad you covered it. I'm glad you co- Sadie was like, I found this really interesting case, but it's so short. I'm like, well, just go for it, man. Yep. I figured we might need a shorty. <laughs> I needed a shorty, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. yes. I think I think that this is the week to c- cover a shorty. Shorty the goody. <laughs> oh. um, how about some businesses? Yeah, man. I have two shorty things to cover. Well, Very real quick. I have some, Go ahead. I have some sad news, Gordy. What? Did you hear that Nikki McKibben died? It, what? Shut <laughs> 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 I meant to tell you before we started recording and I what? forgot. Are you kidding me? No, Megan, our dear Megan, sent me an email today and was like, you know, she was reading over the story and then was like, holy shit, dude. How did I not? What the? I mean, I haven't and, heard about it because I'm completely ignoring the world for the last right. two months, but holy shit. Yeah, let me see. She died. She had a aneurysm. Oh, no. And it, it looks like it was yesterday. Oh my god. I know. Oh no. She was no. forty two years old. Yeah, she had an aneurysm on Wednesday. Oh no. She was kept on life support until Saturday so that her organs could be donated. Oh good. I know, and they said that the <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. If you want to take all this out, we can take it out. No, um, I'm I'm glad to know it. And I'm glad that we talked about Nikki McKibben earlier in the season. <laughs> I know, I know. They said that they, when she was taken to the operating room, the surgical staff played the song Landslide. By oh my Sinky God, Mix. that's totally making me cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh. So he said that he asked uh, fans to take a moment to listen to the song and think of Nikki. <laughs> No. I can't believe I'm so sad about Nikki McKibben. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. She's so young. She's got her little son. Remember how we would like give her the flower and give her a kiss on Ugh, American yes. Idol? But if anybody doesn't know who we're talking about, she was on the first season of American Idol and we talked about her earlier in this season. Yep. Holy shit. Third third runner up, second runner. I don't never know third, how that works. Yeah, third she runner came up. In third. She came in third. Let me just yeah, say it that way. The first season. Oh, Fuck. Um, R.I.P. Nikki McKibben. R.I.P. I wonder if Kelly so, Clarkson and Justin Green were okay. I don't know. I'm gonna do a duet for her. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's I terrible. I know, it really this, is. This year is so fucking weird, man. Yeah. It gets you in weird ways, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think it gets some people in just truly awful ways, but my, my experience with 2020 is that it just feels like 
so bizarre. Yeah. Bizarrely awful, not just like regularly awful. Just like, I'm kind of amused by this, but totally it's awful at the same time. Yeah, that's really, really awful. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, one good thing that's come out of 2020, I'll just use that as the segue, is I just wanted to bring this back up because (laughs) I covered the two-part case of Marty Tankliffe and who was framed for murder, basically, by, well, I won't give it away, but go back and listen to it if you haven't. And I based it on a true crime novel by Richard Firstman, who is my good friend's father. And since I covered that case, my good friend has become pretty fucking famous. Because <laughs> <laughs> of you. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Um, and so I just wanted to make the connection for anybody who hadn't already uh, made the connection. But <laughs> Jordan Firstman, if you don't follow him on Instagram, drop what you're doing mm-hmm. and go follow him on Instagram because he's absolutely brilliant. I think I mentioned that when I covered the case. But I just want everybody to, in their mind, well, while you're watching Jordan Firstman on Instagram, put together that his father is a true crime author and then it makes you love him even more. Yeah. And Architectural Digest did a piece on his apartment today. He's just, he's <laughs> really? just like having the best fucking year. Yes. Good for him. I know. He's he, a wonderful... He deserves it. He really does. And he's actually like a, a very wonderful person. So I can give you that insider information too. He is truly a good, caring, brilliant person. And so... Yeah. So funny. I always like to know those things about slightly famous to very famous people. I call him the celebrity <laughs> celebrity because celebrities are, love him. And so I, I wanted to bring that up because I love fun facts and fucking tidbits. So I thought you all might. And also we have another name to share. That's Oh, yeah. Cap it all off with the most important thing. It is... <laughs> My wife, this is Laura's first favorite pick. Barnabas Sprinkle. <laughs> I forgot it. <laughs> I'm doing the Barnabas I'm doing the Sprinkle. hero fit. Like when you put your hands together, you shake your fist by your head. Like hip hip hooray, hip hip hooray. Barnabas we Sprinkle have a winner. Wins. Oh my god! Thank oh, you guys shit. for keeping them coming. If you have any more, send them our way. Yes. It. Yes, even if you're listening to this podcast two or three years after it's come out, mm-hmm. Never send them our way. God yes. bless it. It's the best. It's the most fun and the best. I don't think we've got any Cupcake with a K reviews yet, have Ooh, we? No, we haven't. But you know what we did? I think we need a shout out to one of the listeners that left us a review. Yes. Um, she said that she found us at the best time possible because she just decided to postpone her wedding. She said our wedding. So it's just a postponement of their wedding. And that she's been utterly gutted all week. Oh, God, I bet. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody trying to get married right now? Yep. She said that she's so glad she found us. So, hey, out there, if you're listening, so sorry about your wedding. It's probably the smartest thing that you could do right now in these times. Yes. But the party afterwards, people can all hang out together assuming that's why you postponed yeah once covid is under control it's gonna be so great fuck yeah and sadie and i'll zoom in and (laughs) officiate it yeah (laughs) actually by then we won't have to zoom so we'll just officiate it we'll just show up but again we're gonna do that thing we're like 
dearly beloved, we have <laughs> gathered here to... Here. Two. Two. Okay, day. wait. Oh. <laughs> here. To. Day. And. and you. <laughs> will. <laughs> we'll, work it. To we'll work on it. <laughs> to witness the. Oh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I've never I've... done it before. <laughs> I mean, I got married once, but otherwise. <laughs> we'll work on it. The holy matrimony. <laughs> That's what you say is next. That, is that you giving me the side, I thought the yes. side of your mouth clue? Matrimony. Yes. Matrimony. <laughs> Except I would just say Matt, and you would say Ruh, Ruh, and then I would say Mo, and then you would say Me, or E, depending on how I, if I say Mo, oh, or Moan, and then E. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who wants to sign us up? Who wants us yeah, to do well, I mean, it? This was our audition, and we nailed it. <laughs> Well, I think um, Sadie and I need to go eat salads. Oh, wait. Yeah, what? we need salads, but we have shout outs. Just do one. Oh, them. shit. Yeah. So. I love shout outs. Uh, yep. Patreon, you guys. Ugh. Hey, guys. Let's go hang out together on Patreon. Yep. Right? Wiggle eyebrows. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. That's, That's me, right. Like, like uh, cheesily seducing you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> So tonight I want to thank Rachel H. Yes, Rachel H. Definitely like stands for Rachel. Rachel, hella awesome. That's hella right. gorgeous. Hella hottie. Hella hottie. And we have another Jenna. Jenna yeah. M. Every time I hear the name Jenna, I think of Thirty Rock, which is a fucking brilliant show. So Shit, assuming yeah. that correlates to your personality. Yeah, I had a. a co-worker named jenna and i loved her i do still love her she's (laughs) still with us and i love her (laughs) we also while we were recording got another patreon oh shit should we shout them out shit yeah carrie d yeah carrie what d stands for (laughs) yes we do wiggle 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 (laughs) dynamite courtney (laughs) delightful yeah Ooh, look at her that's exciting thanks carrie yeah we love you fuck yeah we love all of you and yes can't wait to know what has happened tomorrow when you listen to this the day after (laughs) tomorrow (laughs) yeah so tell us guys what happened (laughs) yeah because we don't know i'm sure nobody's gonna be talking about it on wednesday so that's true We'll probably uh, have plenty of time to listen to this podcast and that's right uh, and others. Oh, you know what else is tomorrow? What? Your nephew's third birthday. Oh shit! I know it's his golden birthday, so we definitely going to get a new president because yeah. he turns three on the third. He's also a really magical kid. I do feel like he sort of uh, could sway things. Like, uh, what's the guy from Watchmen um, that lives oh, on yeah. Mars? Yes. Oh my God! Yep. What is his name? Dr. Manhattan. He's a total yes. Dr. Manhattan. And like, he really is. Yes. He has that kind of energy. So, oh, did, did I tell you? I don't think I did. So Courtney came down for his little birthday party slash Halloween party. Yep. Social. I mean, party being me, she and I. I and came. Like, yeah. My husband and our parents. Um, but he has this thing where he only doles out his love to like three people. Yes. 
And Courtney's sort of on the list, but not, Ish. you know, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. My dogs are on the list, but I'm yes. not. Right. Yep. And so he was talking to his older brother and they were like, do you love Courtney? Do you love things? Do, do, do. And you're like, who do you love? And Fergus was like, you know, you could just love everybody, right? And then the, the three-year-old said, <laughs> he's like, um, but then I won't have enough love in, inside anymore. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It makes so much sense. I couldn't figure out what. It's like his grandfather, who he should love. He doesn't. He says he doesn't. And Courtney, who comes and like plays with them nonstop for five days. And uh, he's afraid of doling out too much oh love. God. They won't have any left over. <laughs> so I was like, no, buddy, you got, you know, like love is just endless. You never, ever run out. You can just love whoever you want. And he said, well, then there won't be enough for you, mommy. <laughs> oh, my God. So abstract and existential. So crazy. So crazy. Both yep. of those kids, man. They are something mm-hmm. else. Yep. Shit. That's so, so cute. Don't take it from my three-year-old. There's plenty of love to go around, you guys. Maybe there's not. Maybe he's on to something. Doctor Man- <laughs> Baby Dr. Manhattan over there. Yeah. Keep he was born and he was like, Hoard shit. I'm the last shit. one. I'm the last being that gets to have love i don't know <laughs> Ooh, it's a finite dark. resource oh we gotta hoard it and everyone's gonna be fighting over love and oh it's god no the cities will burn oh that got dark <laughs> hey just telling it like it's the season yeah exactly <laughs> well in the meantime i love you guys and now that I've given it to you, you can trade it f- for Bitcoin or whatever for <laughs> the future for fucking cryptocurrencies so you can live through the love wars of 2021. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at They Will Kill. And you can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe. Cupcake with a K in the subject line. Put do it, it in there. Do it. I, I know you can do it. You seven. can do it. I want seven of them. But thank we you. also love regular oh. ones, so thank you. Yeah, just give it to us <laughs> <laughs> in, in any form. Thank you, AJ Bergantz. Thank you so much. For your music. You're the best. You are. What else? Did you do the website? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did we mention there's a time change that's happened to the last Everything. Days? Everything. Yeah. I'm surprised it, we're still here. I read some meme from a sister Shanti on Instagram who I follow. who's like a medium psychic, whatever. And she's fucking great. I love her so much. And it was like, the rest of 2020 is going to be a full break from consciousness. Or I just like some crazy thing. And I was oh, like... I don't, I don't even know, but that feels appropriate. I'm just, you know what? I'm just like buckling up and zenning out and fucking like total Lieutenant Dan in the storm. Shit, yeah, man. And Forrest Gump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like once I got to maybe June, I was like, you know what? Let's just see what fucking happens. This is so <laughs> weird. That's what I mean when I'm like, it's kind of, it's awful, but it's also kind of entertaining. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Let's just see. I yeah. don't know. You know? We've done what we can. The votes are in. Yeah. Now we just gotta... People are sick. Jobs, whatever. It's just like everything that we knew to be true has been tested and is... Like, we just gotta see what comes... What rises to the surface, right? Yep. 
I'm, yeah. down, I'm down for it. That's right. Let's break this shit down so we can build something beautiful. Yeah. Ahead of next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what will I always be, say. That will be today's and remember. Just break yes. this shit down so we build something beautiful, beautiful. before next and week. next week or something. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we love you guys. We love you so much, and we'll see you on Saturday if you give us money. And if you don't, we'll see you next Wednesday. (laughs) We love you. Goodbye. (laughs) Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.